Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing, so just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy free. I'm Talene, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak, husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Hello, hello, sisters. Hello, sisters, and welcome back. Another episode of the podcast today, A Sister and a Mister. You guys obviously know that, but I just felt the need to say the name to this episode <laughs> that you're listening to or to this podcast. But uh, thank you for joining. Today, we're going to talk about how to explain PCOS to others, you know, family members, perhaps your partner, friends, mm -hmm. people of that nature. It's a common subject, especially in the holidays. You know, people feel the need to ask you private questions. Yeah. <laughs> Especially family, of course, they're asking how you're doing and everything, but then they sometimes deep dive into your health. Yeah. And ask about PCOS or what's going on with your weight. I know. I mean, what do you think, babe? Like, what do you think is going to happen this, like, November? Because November and December, I feel like, are the prime time, time like, moment where everybody gets together for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. for, you know, a Christmas dinner or, like, just like a, you know, holiday family gatherings. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen this year? What, with Corona? No, 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 I mean just in general with like questions to you. Like I know you were getting oh, a lot of questions me. last or maybe like two years ago because it was the first time maybe you were with my family oh, gatherings. True. Yeah, like because like we got married about like, about a year and a half ago. But like we just like heavily got into the family gatherings just like uh -huh. two years ago, I would say. Yeah, two where or you were, three. Like, yeah, two or three where you were meeting all my family members, you know, like the Christmas dinners. Yeah. You had some questions coming at you about gluten and dairy free, right? Of course, because everyone's concerned, you know, what do they want? What can they make for me? What can I eat? You know, yeah. this is gluten free. I made it specifically for you. And then it has dairy in it. And you're like, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, that's, that's actually really funny that you mentioned yeah. that. Like my mom will always make like something gluten or dairy free for Tallinn. And of course, like it's it's my mom, Tallinn's mother-in-law making it for yeah. her. And like 
she obviously wants to eat it, but sometimes it has dairy or maybe perhaps it wasn't uh, made completely gluten free. Yeah. Uh, you know, any any of those sticky situations can come up during the holidays, but especially with food, I'm just like really gracious about it and like, oh, thank you so much. And I'll have a bite, like yeah. even if it has gluten or dairy. <laughs> Yeah. But then I don't encourage everyone to do that. Sometimes it can have like immediate effects on you and you don't want to be uncomfortable at someone else's house. So just say thank you and you'll have some later or something. Yeah. But yeah, during the holidays, I mean, I think now when we see each other's families, I think it's going to be a lot more relaxed because everyone's gotten used to my gluten and dairy lifestyle. True. And so it's not as much pressure for them to make me something because they've realized that I'm really fine with anything and like i can bring my own side dish if i feel like it's going to be concerning for me that i won't find what i can eat at the dinner table but usually i can eat most of the foods because it's armenian food so i mean not all of them but most of them and it's enough to get through the night so everyone's pretty relaxed about it now yeah and you were telling me your experience with your family friend when you stayed there for a summer or so so one summer me and my sister stayed with family friends. And this was the summer where I had first started going gluten and dairy free. But I wasn't really into it yet. I was still in like struggle city with my PCOS. Mm. Really bad acne, really bad, you know, uncontrollable weight gain, like horrible moods and stuff. Yeah. Like I just should not have been staying at someone's house during <laughs> this time in my life, but we were there. Yeah. And I couldn't explain PCOS properly because i didn't know what was going on and they were like noticing like what happened to her skin like Mm. how did she gain so much weight from the last time we saw her Mm. why is she only only eating salad how could she gain so much weight if all she eats is salad it must have been so difficult for you too you're like trying to figure things out yet these people are being super judgmental yeah yeah i mean they didn't know know, any better like they just i didn't say anything because i didn't know any better and so they were just like what's with what's wrong are you okay and i was like oh my god this is so embarrassing it was just such a negative experience um from my point of view because of what i was going through at the time but had i explained pcos to them and if i had known in the first place it wouldn't have been so bad Mm -hmm. that's why this episode is so important how to explain pcos to loved ones to others exactly so we're going we're gonna to actually get into those tips to help you not be in that position that Talia was, you know, like like that position where you're feeling like you're being judged, where you personally don't know how to explain it, yet these people are making all these like claims or saying all these things about you, you're feeling yeah. down. We're going to help you today so that you're never in that position or if you do end up in that position, which is not your fault, you can, you can like you kind can, of get yourself out of it. Yeah, exactly. And not be uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, baby, do you want to actually first start with what you would say to explain it before we get to the tips of yeah. how? So, like, what would you say straight off the bat? Let's say um, I'm Joe Schmo. Joe I'm like, Schmo. what's PCOS? What is that? What is PCOS? Can you, what is that, Colleen? Or more realistically, honey, you've gained weight this okay. year. <laughs> honey, you've gained weight this year. What's happening? First, they don't even know you have PCOS. They start with that. Yeah. So, so what, would, what would your what would your first okay. response be? For me, and I'm not saying that everyone should respond this way, but I would respond saying, you know what? I have this hormonal issue that I'm figuring out. Yeah, I may have gained a, f- a couple pounds, but I'm starting to reverse it. I'm starting to figure out what's working for me, and I've started going gluten and dairy-free, and I feel good. And I, w- I would start with that. 
Mm-hmm. For some people, you might not even want to dive into it and you might just be like, uh-huh, and like walk away. And that's yeah. fine too. Like it's really up to you what you prefer. But I would I would be a little bit forthcoming about it and stand up for what I'm going through yeah. and try not to be embarrassed, you yeah. know? And I like how you started off with that, not like simple, but kind of like a just here's an overview yeah. of what it is. So let's just say you said yeah, that you and said then that. I'm that person and I go, what is that? What is this what hormonal issue that? you're talking about? Okay, so now this person's like genuinely interested. interested wants no details. Yeah, not uh, like maybe embarrassed that they said something so rude. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They weight. should be embarrassed. Yeah, maybe they're embarrassed. And they're like, what's PCOS? Oh, and then you can launch into it and be like, you know, it's this hormonal imbalance that affects my metabolism and it affects my hormones and it, it makes me gain weight more quickly than, you know, anyone else. And so I'm really trying to manage hormones hormones like insulin by eating low sugar foods Mm -hmm. and by going gluten and dairy free. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to control my inflammation um, because that is really one of the major issues with women who have PCOS, chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here are some of the things that I'm doing to treat that. And then now you have a conversation. Oh, you know, I've been... um, you know, gluten-free. Oh, you know, I tried gluten-free red the other day and, you know, I felt like this about it. You know, now they can have conversation yeah, with you, you about it. Yeah, you relate to them about the different things exactly. you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. If you get defensive immediately, mm-hmm. then they get uncomfortable because, like, they didn't know, maybe. Yeah. And maybe they came off rude in the first place and they shouldn't have said you gained weight. Exactly. But maybe that's just how they are. Like, I don't know, in our culture, like, it's just normal to speak like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you totally. get offended immediately, it's like, uh, you know, you're going to take this whole conversation down another road that it doesn't need to. You can diffuse it with some confidence, some positivity, some forthcoming. I like that word, forthcoming um verbiage <laughs> yeah 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 and there there will always be like different ways to explain it like whichever way you're comfortable with and like another way just to like you can phrase it is what's pcos you can be like pcos is polycystic ovarian syndrome it affects one in ten women because when you say one in ten women then that person's gonna know oh this is a big thing yeah. it's affecting so many people 10 percent mm-hmm. of all women in the country right so you say polycystic ovarian syndrome it affects one in ten women it is a a metabolic disorder that affects my hormones and um and because of it i have insulin resistance that causes so and so to happen and i am right now going through a diet and lifestyle change to help figure out what's going to be best for me and i'm actually seeing results or whatever the case you know and like really um again keeping it where you're not blaming yourself as ty mentioned where mm-hmm. you're not being defensive as she mentioned and you're just explaining not neutrally neutrally and uh-huh. without being offended because like i'm not gonna lie you you should be offended if someone's like <laughs> have you gained weight because how rude of it is I that know. person i know you family does this back a little yeah. yeah of course so you just have to the more you like be, stay neutral is the more that person will listen to you and you know and understand that you're actually very in control of yourself Exactly. Yeah. It shows a lot of maturity, in my opinion, yeah. to so, be able to respond calmly and unoffended. So much. Yeah. So let's get into the tips. So like the tips, the uh, the ins and outs of how to really explain how to feel and how to um, get through it so that you don't feel embarrassed or you don't feel like you haven't you weren't able to explain it clearly so that so that like maybe like have you ever ha- had that experience where you were having a conversation with someone and you felt like you didn't explain something clearly and yeah. it kills you the next day yeah you're like the next day you're like oh i could have said it like this like yeah. you're in the shower you're like why didn't i say this i yeah. had the perfect comeback 100%. i always, always happens to me 
Like I always want to see, like, you know, say you want to say something funny or you want to say something. Like to me, this always happens. Like oh, I should have said this joke at this moment would have made everybody crack up. Yeah. And I didn't. So now I'm a failure. <laughs> you fool. Okay. All right, babe. Why don't you um, start off? Okay, I want to start with the first tip. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not trying to tell you how you how to feel, but don't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So we are lucky that we even know that we have PCOS, and we're not alone. Like Sirak said, one in ten women have this. Mm-hmm. So less than half of us are diagnosed. Who knows if the person you're even talking to has PCOS? Yeah. The likelihood of them having PCOS is pretty high, frankly. So what I'm saying is you're not alone. It's You're not like, it may feel like in the moment you're the only one in the room that has PCOS and is struggling like this, but you have to know that you're not. Yeah. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. And there are solutions out there. We talk about them all the time on this podcast. Yeah. So when you're explaining it to someone, you know, re- you, if you realize you're not this like black sheep, is yeah. that what they call it? I, I believe sheep? so. Like the sheep that's completely that's different not, than everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not an outsider. Yeah. You're not. So if you can One wrap, in ten your, women. Yeah, wrap your head around that and you won't feel as embarrassed when you're put on the spot at the dinner table on Thanksgiving. They're like talking about your symptoms. Yeah. My and God. and that's that statistic, one in ten is in US. In other countries, it's actually one in five, like yeah. in many other countries. So just it's very common. And just like going off of that, uh, not being embarrassed is also to uh, to know that you are in complete control. Mm-hmm. You get to decide exactly what you want to share and what you're comfortable sharing. So um, don't That's feel true. yeah, don't feel the pressure to share more than you want to, or perhaps don't feel like you're not sharing enough or any of that. Like you're in full control of how you want to explain this to whoever you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So. Just always know that, sister, you're in control. Don't get embarrassed and just say what you feel um, is best to say in that situation. Exactly. The second tip, don't be thrown off by their assumptions. Mm -hmm. So just because we've gained weight, you know, doesn't mean that we're lazy. You know that phrase like that I've posted a lot. PCOS is not a lazy fat girl condition. Exactly. It's not. Just because they assume that don't, you know, lose it all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Keep it cool. Yeah. You know it's not like if that. They do, if they do say that, just trying to say it to me right now. You're a lazy fat girl. Oh, yeah. It's a metabolic disorder, actually. It's mm-hmm. actually a hormonal imbalance mm-hmm. that's causing me to be like this. Do you know what insulin resistance is? No, I don't. Hit Can it. you tell me? Oh, yeah. Well, this is what... You know, hit him back with science. Hit him back with the science, girlfriend. Yeah, like, if, if they're going to say something that is basically... Like an uneducated person would say, oh, you're just gaining weight because you're fat and lazy. Like that is horrible to say to someone. That person is uneducated. Yeah. So educating with some science. Obviously, like don't get into it. Like don't waste your time explaining people yeah. the science if they're just being mean and mean. bullying you. Yeah, oh like God. let that go. But if they're but genuinely. it's not like that. They're just like so relaxed with the way they're talking because you're family and they're just yeah. saying whatever they want. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, again, it's important. Don't, don't, don't get defensive. Stay neutral and try to explain it if they're. If they're trying to say things like that. Yeah. Until PCOS is more widely known and common to talk about at the dinner table, then we have to hold our heads high and be heads high and be ambassadors for ourselves. Absolutely. It's just not well known enough for people to, you know, take one step back back and not say anything. You know what I mean? Like, I mean... If they, they haven't, if they still don't PCOS. know what PCOS is, they're not taking it seriously. Just open up your Instagram, 
show all the show them our account show them other pcos accounts and they'll see how much pcos is really being talked about at least on social media because unfortunately i feel like that's the only place where it's being spread the awareness Mm -hmm. and on this podcast but like you know unfortunately it's not in in major yeah it should be on tv shows oh it was on that one tv show. oh yeah good morning america we saw yeah they were talking about leah michelle oh leah michelle yeah and then they had like a doctor on to talk about it which was great actually she was actually a good doc great doctor talking about diet and lifestyle first they also talk about pcos on that show called this is us really yeah there's an I've talked about this on oh. Instagram stories once um, about how one of the characters in the show has PCOS and she's going through infertility problems and the doctor tells her to lose weight or else she won't do IVF. And it's just, oh, my gosh, it was so wow. it was just like really not my flavor of like the PCOS approach, oh. but it was on TV at least. I don't know what to say. Yeah. OK, well, at least at least it's a little bit more on TV. Hopefully we can yeah. get it to be more positive and more like just educational encouraging. Yeah. yeah. All right, next tip, babe. Third tip, understand PCOS yourself so you can explain it when they ask what it is and why you're gluten and dairy free. Mm-hmm. And I put together like a little spiel of like what I would say if oh, somebody perfect. asked me what it was. So this is what I would say. Get your notes ready. Get your notes, sister. PCOS is a hormonal disorder that affects every system in my body, from metabolism to skin to my hair. And research shows that the first line treatment of PCOS should be diet and lifestyle changes. Of course, that's great for anyone, but specifically with PCOS, it's important for me to consume anti-inflammatory foods and manage my stress and exercise in ways that don't overtax my hormones. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm trying gluten and dairy-free to see if it's going to help reduce some of the inflammation and blood sugar issues that affect my hormones it's great well, that has a lot of meat in there now they can ask you a question now we can have a conversation now it won't be as judgmental yeah mm-hmm. exactly and this just, it basically goes over everything um that is like relative to that conversation yeah and i especially put in that sentence of um of course you know Diet and lifestyle change is great for anyone, but specifically with PCOS, mm-hmm. it's important for me to eat an anti-inflammatory diet yeah. because it's an inflammatory syndrome. Yeah. So and now, then, now they realize it's different. Yeah, and then if further on they want more details, that's a good thing. Okay, now we can go into gluten does this, dairy yeah. does that. And if they don't want those details, they're going to just stare at you and then you, you can just smile back and then be happy, be happy and grateful that at least you know what's happening yes. and you got the solutions. You're in control of yeah, the conversation. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if they know, if they understand and you help them learn, it only helps you more because now you have the confidence that you know yourself and you're able to help others explain. But if they don't learn. That's okay because you still know and you're still making yeah. these huge strides in mm-hmm. learning and managing your PCOS. You're empowered. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, next one. Babe. The fourth tip. So PCOS doesn't mean you are any less of a woman. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. this is really important because Very you important. might feel defeated when you're talking about it. You might... You might you know, explain PCOS, but deep down you're like, like all my symptoms, like facial hair, acne, I don't feel feminine, my weight, this and that. But these are all physical things. Like you are still a woman. Like you don't have to allow it to consume you like Mm -hmm. that. Just because you're struggling with facial hair, your hair is falling, it doesn't make you any less of a woman. Mm -hmm. So 
fill your soul up with resilience and put yourself first. There's a lot of struggles that comes with PCOS. It's a lifelong condition. It requires a lot of attention, a lot more than other people would give their bodies, but it makes for an excellent self-care routine that others may admire from you and learn from you. And, you know, for example, me, like you're learning from my self-care routine. And so it's it's actually good for you and it it makes you really notice your body more what's mm-hmm. the, how do you explain am i explaining this no, correctly it's, it's great I, I really like your explanation yeah it makes you take care of yourself more yeah just because you have these symptoms doesn't mean you're any less of a woman absolutely and also like we talked about in the past like we've, we've received messages like you know i feel like pcs is a blessing because it helps me yeah. learn and how to control my body and like this, this applies to like everybody else in the world because mm-hmm. there are people who may be unhealthy or, you know, maybe they've gained like some weight, but they don't know the, the, the reason because they don't really care about their health. Yeah. They're not trying to look down to the root causes of their own health. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to PCOS, you know, if you're an advocate for yourself, you're constantly searching for the answers. You're constantly listening to podcasts like this, listening to Italian self-care um, list and like incorporating them yourselves feeling better, improving, and you're learning what's working for your body. Mm-hmm. And then there are people without PCOS who don't go through any of this. They don't try to find out why they're having certain things and why they just go to the doctor and the doctor gives them a medication for, I don't know, blood pressure or cholesterol, whereas maybe diet and lifestyle could have really helped in yeah. that too. Like It's like mm-hmm. you're really, um, in my opinion, like strengthening your own uh, your own like uh, body by just learning and like advocating for yourself. Yeah, it's so true. You're advocating for yourself and that's going to reflect in the conversation with this person and they're going to want to learn from you. Even though what you're doing is specific to PCOS, maybe they know somebody that can benefit from it or maybe they can too. And they'll be more interested because you are yeah. really embracing yourself and you're you're redefining what it's what it feels like to be a woman and you're saying no you know what like so what if i have facial hair acne whatever that doesn't make me a woman yeah these my confidence my personality my character makes me a woman exactly you're reflecting that in that conversation with that person i love that that's such a good thing you said right there and like you know um obviously uh not i don't this comparison is not exactly to women with pcos but for me and my brothers my brothers will sometimes uh, look at me and be like man what do i do to like get healthy like you and like Dude, like, look at your body or, like, look at your situation. Like, what are you not happy with? What do you want to improve? And then investigate, you know? And, like, they don't think that way. They think they, like, they'll, they'll make, they'll joke with me, like, oh, you're so healthy. You won't even do this or that. Uh-huh. No, I've just figured out what I feel is right for my body with, like, you know, things I want to avoid. And there's other things that I do that may not be right for other people. You know, it's just about finding that synergy, that balance. Yeah, I know that one of your brothers does like aerobic exercises in the morning, which isn't your vibe, but it's his. It like gets him pumped for the day and that makes him feel good. And, you know, you can have a conversation about it instead of being judgmental towards each other. Yeah. You know, each of you have your own thing that works for yourself. So. And does it make me less of a man or him less of a man if he's going to do aerobics in the morning? He can do aerobics and I can do yoga and we're both men. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Next one. Okay. The last one. The last last tip we have. Being positive. Mm -hmm. Think of it this way. Be grateful that you are taking care of your health 
and taking your health into your own hands sooner than later because you're preventing future problems that you might face and that other people might face regardless of having PCOS, like yeah. high blood pressure. Yeah. You know, all of these things that come up because one symptom's not managed and it leads to the other symptom, to the other symptom and the other symptom. Yeah. You're managing it from the root of the issue because PCOS is just screaming at you. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people who don't even realize that they might have chronic inflammation or yeah. things happening underneath it all. They don't even realize it. And then they're 40, 50 years old and they're like, oh, my heart is this yeah. clogged you know, arteries, whatever. Like yeah. they just had no idea it was building up over time. Man, I should have said my speech for this tip right here. It's- well, we can meld it together. Sure. But yeah, and I, I, I exactly agree with Ty, what Tyne's saying. Obviously, I'm not going to disagree, right? <laughs> Being Imagine. positive is yeah, the I, tip. I disagree on this podcast with you. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And like, just to add to that, you also want to be kind to yourself. Like, of course, like be positive because you're doing such a big thing with like preventing future problems with your health and be kind to yourself too. Like, like if you, for example, explain it wrong one time to somebody and you feel frustrated, right. like be positive. Like you try to you explain. Tried. Uh-huh. You try to help other people see uh, or at least help other people be in your shoes. And if you explain it wrong one time, that's totally okay. Be kind and learn from that experience. And the next time you explain to somebody else, you know how to better do it. And like, yeah. Yeah, I like that approach. Uh, less pressure because sometimes you feel like you're really on the spot. When you're in public explaining PCOS and it's this whole personal thing Mm -hmm. and you don't want to get into too much detail, you can like fumble over your words and kind of just like uh, and like fall down the stairs, you know? Yeah. I feel like I do that sometimes. But um, fall down the stairs? No, like your mouth falls down the stairs. You just like don't know what you're saying and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you envelop yourself with all these positive vibes and Mm -hmm. empower yourself with educating yourself about PCOS, Mm -hmm. then talking about it during the holidays with loved ones will be so much easier. Yeah. And just to go off of that too is, uh, those are all the tips, but I have some couple of like minor tips I want to throw in there. Throw them in. Um, One is making a list of all the people you want to explain PCOS to. Obviously, this wouldn't mean like every single person in your family that you're going to see at a family gathering, but more like who are the most important people in your life that you want to explain this to or you feel like Mm -hmm. you should explain to. Make a list of those people. And it doesn't mean you have to explain to all those people at once or like every single day you have to go one by one. But now you have a list of people you feel like you want to explain to you can yeah. go down that list as you feel comfortable and it really helps to like um envision what you're going to say to these people as you're writing down this list and it just helps organize your mental thoughts in your head yeah, so you don't feel overwhelmed this is the anxiety around yeah. explaining it and also you can select the people who you feel will be most supportive towards you yeah. and it's really a benefit towards you because let's say it's one one of the people on the list is your sister or your close cousin or something then you know their reaction will be positive yeah. you know and it, it's kind of exciting because now you have a supportive person in your life mm-hmm. and they know about it and you know, they can kind of get involved a little bit because they care about you and they're supportive. So I like that. 100%. And um, I also want to mention is remove distractions. So if you're going to go into like explaining, uh, talking to a person, let's say you you probably think it's going to be like a 15, 20 minute conversation. Well, try to do it in in a place, environment where you won't be distracted. For example, being interrupted by maybe other, other family members or maybe you're out, in like a public setting and people might like bump into you or might talk to you or, or something like avoid those distractions 
the reason why is as you're explaining, you don't want to be interrupted and like restart your sentence or maybe you're getting emotional. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to be like in a, in a setting where you're uncomfortable. So just like try to removing try to remove those distractions where you can talk clearly for a long period of time and be fully comfortable. Mm-hmm, I like that. Yeah. And then the last one I had was expecting a response. So the, the there are two sides of explaining PCUS or anything. The one part is you explaining and the second part is them responding. You have to be ready for both because it's easy, not easy, but you can prepare to explain, you know, you can practice, but the part you can't prepare for is a response because everyone's response will be different. So my point is to just expect that response, either a good or bad, you know, it might Mm. be a response like, what, what are you talking about? Like, it might be negative. Well, expect that to happen. Stare at you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Expect, expect the worst. Or it, the it could be, yeah, it, or the opposite. It could be someone who's fully supportive, who's super mm-hmm. positive, who's actually gonna like sit down with you and really talk to you about this. Expect the best. So, expecting both sides will really help you feel uh, more comfortable when that situation comes, so you're not surprised. Right. And if you're confident about PCOS and what you're gonna say, then you won't even care what their reaction is. Exactly. You know, good or bad. Yeah. Alrighty, so those are all the tips, but before we um, move on, there was a question from the PCOS hotline that is very related to this topic. I want to read it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, quick thing, if you don't know, we have a hotline, it, the PCOS weight loss hotline. All you have to do is call one eight three three ask pcos A-S-K-P-C-O-S, 1-833-ASK-PCOS, it's toll-free. And when you call, you can leave a voicemail, leave your message for us, and we'll play it on this podcast and answer it or you can actually leave a text message as well and uh the text message that um, i selected for today's podcast is related to this and the person asked how soon should i explain to someone i'm dating about my pcos the first date question mark she says oh that's great, a good question. Great question we should first explain babe how um it happened for us okay so our first date so i what did I say? Did I say PCOS or did I? No, I think it so. Was the f- just gluten I, and dairy free. Yeah, I, from the first day, what I remember is um, you mentioned like when we sat down and we we're like looking over the menu. You mentioned oh, like I'm on a gluten and dairy free diet, which actually, I mean, this is just luck, but we it piqued my interest because I before I met Tallinn, I was really into like the science behind going gluten free. I had, it had nothing to do with PCOS. I was just into the science because of some other podcasts I listened to. Joe Rogan experience um <laughs> and Dr. Runner Patrick and like I was really enveloped by this so when she said this I was like oh really what why are you gluten and dairy free and I don't really honestly I don't remember the specific things you said but what, what do you remember babe I remember telling you that I was gluten and dairy free and then I remember being really like okay but it's not a big deal like I can eat most things don't worry this restaurant works whatever like I tried to downplay it a little bit yeah totally and then you ordered me a gluten-free vodka drink yeah. that came in a golden pineapple because so those true. were like really in style back yeah. then fy to the shui it's this play this took at um the church key the restaurant name was the church key in in uh west hollywood mm-hmm. in la but it's no longer open i think i think they yeah closed it, right? it was popping yeah but then we went the next year for like an anniversary and it was like dead yeah and then the year after they just, just shut down so yeah gosh. but yeah i got italian because she told me she was gluten-free so i spoke to the bartender and she, she brought out like a 
a very cool uh, golden pineapple cup with like tequila inside or something. Yeah. No, no. It was uh, gluten-free vodka. Oh, vodka. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I remember. Yeah. So you were pretty chill about it when I explained it to you um, on the first date, just the gluten-dairy-free part. Yeah. And then as things got a little more serious, I was like, oh, you know, this hormonal imbalance that I'm dealing with. That's why I have this diet change and... I explained it to you and you understood and it really, I didn't, um, I didn't make it sound so awful because I remember when I was diagnosed, it was very awful Mm -hmm. and it was very confusing and I was going through this whole process of figuring it out. By the time I met you, I had already figured it out and I was like, good. I was pretty, you know, in control except for my workouts. Yeah. Yeah, I had Um, to teach you later on. Yeah, that was fine. But I didn't tell it to you in a super negative way. And I think that's important because when you say it very negatively, this person might feel like um, just they might be confused. They don't know how to help you. It's the first time they're hearing about it. Mm -hmm. You're explaining it in a really negative way, which is they should console you if Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. meant to be with you, Mm -hmm. of course. But also like, I like to approach it positively so that they can see how strong I can be. And there are going to be days where you're not strong and where we're falling apart, acne and hair fall and all of these horrible symptoms. Um, But either way, they should be supportive. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe my response was confusing. (laughs) A little bit, but it's okay. I mean, you pretty much explained it very well. Whether you say it negatively, they should be supportive. But I prefer saying it positively because it's fine. Like you will be able to reverse it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you don't want their first impression of PCOS to be a negative impression, right? Yeah. If you bring it up in a positive, then at least the first impression they had of PCOS was that it was a positive message at least to them. So like, like Tallinn's approach was first telling me about her diet and lifestyle Uh and uh, saying, Oh, you know, I'm on a gluten dairy free diet because that's what really works for me. Mm -hmm. And, that was enough for me at that moment to, you know, be like, oh, okay, I totally understand. Yeah. And then, and I, I knew in my head we would talk about this later. Right. So it was great start to the conversation. And then the second day, I think we talked more about it. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it on the phone as we like got more and more close together. You know? Yeah. And, um, and then like, you really like, you never scared me with like your condition, meaning like you were never like, oh, victimizing like, myself. That, that's because, yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously, like, uh, many of you sisters, like, obviously, um, it's easy to feel victimized because it's not your fault. Like, you're, yeah. you have a, a condition that's hormonal, metabolic, it's a metabolic over. disorder. So it's obviously not your fault. But when you, you know, make it a negative message to the person you're dating, then, you know, the, immediately they have a negative connotation of you and your condition. I like the way you just explained that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I hope I hope that uh, was clear. I hope, um, sisters, if you're dating someone, um, you have a better approach when you're when you're going to explain. Just just remember, try to keep it positive and don't try to um, say everything all at once. Keep it simple. Keep it. Let uh, them ask the questions. Yeah. If they're into it, they're into it. If they're not, you'll find out and see if they're the right person for you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we did DMs like we always do, which is we do like a poll about um, this, uh, about the episode's topic. Yes. So what did we ask this time, babe? So we did a poll this time and a sticker. The first, the poll says was, the question was, are you feeling anxious about explaining your gluten and dairy free lifestyle to people during the holidays? 
74% said yes and 26% said no. So then I asked, how are you going to go about explaining it or not explaining it? Mm -hmm. So we had some great responses. 11 Berry 11 says, I am not going to explain anything. It just makes me feel good. Amen. Fine. That that's, works That's a great me. way to go at it. You don't have to explain anything. You don't. Again, it's up to you what you want to explain and what you don't want to explain. Exactly. You're in control. The next one. Mrs. CJ Rosa do, wrote Rosado. Rosado, yeah. I'm just doing what's going to make me feel better when I wake up tomorrow morning. I like that one. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do this lifestyle because I want to wake up good exactly. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Tell Feeling that person, good. this is what makes me feel good when I wake up the next day. That's that. And that's it. Okay, Cassandra. Cassandra. Do you want to read this one? Sure. Uh, Cassandra, she says, I'm just going to make my own food. That's it. I mean, if if you're in a situation where there's a, there's like a, all these uh, foods that maybe not... Potluck style. Yeah, not right for you. And you don't want to go through the whole effect of, oh, I can't eat that because you, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. explain it. Just bring your own food, make your own food. That way you don't have to like explain to anybody what you're eating and what you're not. Yeah. Anajo says, I am unsupported in my gluten-free weight loss journey and I'm met with laughs, so I'm not going to explain anything. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to I hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, don't ever um, let those people make you feel down. I know it's easy to let, let people like that put you down, but they're honestly like bullies if they're going to laugh yeah, at you. Yeah, that's so rude. You should pull out your phone and go on the sisterhood and just scroll through all the lovely comments in the yeah. private Facebook group and realize that there's thousands of people for you and Absolutely. not laughing at you. Absolutely. Alrighty. Tataria, my close family knows I have PCOS and they're joining my gluten and dairy-free journey. Amazing. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. My mom did that. Yeah. And she saw a lot of benefits. Yeah. She was saying like how it helped her skin and all. And like when she, when she goes back to dairy or gluten. She feels bloated. Yeah. Really yeah. good stuff. That's great. Love that. All right. So I guess uh, those were the DMs. We did, we mentioned the poll. Now we're going to go to the win of the week. Our favorite part. Yeah. If you're new to our podcast, the win of the week is usually where we um, highlight a sister either on Instagram or on the sisterhood that is taking steps with her PCOS. Obviously, it doesn't always mean weight loss. It can mean anything else. It can mean improving her symptoms or just taking that first step in managing her PCOS. Exactly. So our first winner is um, Laura Hobichi. She says... I was dairy-free for a year and this helped with all my PCOS symptoms and bloating. Then, when I cut out all the gluten out after discovering the sisterhood, I instantly, and I mean instantly, in capital words, dropped several pounds. And I'm talking fat mass, not just bloat. Going gluten-free has honestly been the biggest game-changer in my life and in my internal battle with weight. My period pain also reduced as a result and I am far less hungry during the day. Good luck. She says to someone and stay positive. Oh, that is so, so I think this this one is from um the sisterhood, right? Yes. It looks like yes, it's yes. amazing. Great job, Laura. And I mean, the, talking about the instantly part, you know, like sometimes know. like your body is going going through that state of inflammation constantly, day yeah. after day from the gluten. And when you just go gluten free, it's almost like like Woo! Like the body is like <laughs> clean almost. And you like the water weight, you lose a yeah, lot of water, water weight, weight, which is still good. And then you also, your insulin is lower. 
lowered so much so that you're not as bloated you're not holding on to the things that you're eating as much you're burning them up for energy you know it can really help with your metabolic health and you can see such great results a lot of sisters have seen great results with this yes great job laura we're all here for you right you want to read the next one a bit sure shira she says um she dm'd me she said Hey sister, wanted to provide a quick update. I started this gluten-free, dairy-free journey on the 1st of October, so it has been just 10 days, but I have already lost over three pounds, which I think is a good healthy sign or healthy weight loss. More than the weight, this is the first time in my life that I don't feel like I'm on a diet. Mm -hmm. I am figuring out substitutes and overall been happy with what I'm eating. I don't have this overpowering feeling that I have to be eating only steamed vegetables or being unhappy happy about what I'm eating. I am thankful to you to bring your learnings to us. The entire journey is so overwhelming and having this whole crew supporting you and cheering you on really helps. Oh my God. Love that. So, so good. And you know, the, the part where she says, I don't have this uh, overpowering feeling that I have to be eating only steamed veggies or unhappy about what I'm eating, basically what I'm doing. Amen. Because the best changes come from the from the consistent diet and lifestyle change that you're happy with. Yeah. That brings you that those sustainable results. Exactly. Not like eating only broccoli for whatever to lose like, you know, um a unhealthy weight, you know, basically like you're yeah. doing a healthy weight, losing weight sustainably. You know, mm-hmm. we recommend one to two pounds a week and that's through consistent diet and lifestyle yeah and you're enjoying it at the same time and you're gonna stick to it because you like it and you're not just eating green beans and dried chicken breast (laughs) awesome good job Cheryl. all right right, another episode another fun episode yeah Uh, what should we say anything well i guess that's it i don't have any updates right now okay i can't do we have any updates? I don't know. I don't, I don't have any. The garden is not, you know, nothing crazy is happening there. Yeah. The ladybugs all flew away. The, half the ladybug colonization that I have started in my farm, they've flown away. I'm, I'm hoping they laid some eggs, but we'll see. I think we'll I'm going to have to get another army in. Stay we'll, tuned, sisters. Yeah, stay tuned for more ladybug updates on our garden. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sisters. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And we'll be back with another one next week. Toot-toot-toot-a-loo. What? Toot-toot? toot toot a loo Bye, everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy-free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.